I am Zarina Dimitrova, a strategic partner and mentor to businesses in the process of transformation. Join me on Grow and Learn as we explore a range of topics from personal development and career advancement to relationship building and financial management. With practical advice, inspiring stories and expert interviews, we'll give you the tools you need to thrive in every aspect of your life. Join us as we share insights and strategies that can help you achieve your personal and professional growth objectives. My guest today is Steve Kilberg. He helps small e-com and SaaS businesses acquire, scale, and exit. He's an internet M&A mentor, investor, and international speaker. Enjoy. Welcome to the Grow and Learn podcast, everyone. This is Zorina, your host, and I'm welcoming today Steve Kilberg. He is a strategist who helps companies grow and exit, and he's a super marketing professional. I personally got uh, coached with him. I, I got lucky because I'm interviewing him now, so he kind of coached me for free. But um, I, I do want to share some of his knowledge with you. Hi, Steve. Welcome. Zarina, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I hope what I shared today with you and your listeners, they're able to pull one or two nuggets out and apply to their business and, and hopefully get them to grow, which is what we're, we're trying to do here. Yeah, great. So, Steve, tell us first what you do for people, and, and then we can ask more about you. But let, let's just flash with the big stuff. What, what are you helping businesses do? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. So basically, I help small e-commerce, SaaS, and online businesses grow their revenue and subsequently their profitability. And if they choose to sell, I can actually help them take them across the line and find a, a buyer for the business and work through all that M&A process because there's a lot of details that take place there. I focus on businesses that are doing less than $5 million a year in sales, but but not from a beginner standpoint, they have the idea. Now, it's not that I can't help them, but my time is limited. So I'm typically working with businesses that have some form of revenue coming in and they're just kind of stuck at some point. And I've been doing this for a while now in the online space where I grew an e-commerce business from an idea at dinner one night and grew it to seven figures in sales just from getting in the trenches and doing all those things. So obviously you learn a lot along the way. And now I'm working with some colleagues where we're actually helping take these businesses across the line and doing that M&A work, but we're doing it from a from a, um, a specialized perspective. And again, we focus, we tend to focus on those e-commerce SaaS or what I'll call publishing or affiliate websites. So it could even be a coaching business. It depends on where they fall. So hopefully that that, that gives you some 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 more detail on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. No, we're going to dig into the detail now. <laughs> this was just an overview and a really good one. <laughs> but uh, let's start with this uh, award that you just showed me. It was a, a record representing an award from ClickFunnels. Can you explain what this is and what does it do and what your involvement was with this company? Yes, correct. So that I just I turned my camera off real quick to show the viewers if they're watching on video. So for those familiar in the online space, they probably have heard of some software called ClickFunnels. And the founder, the, the, the founders of that business were the ones who really created an industry, if you will. And that's in the concept of funnels, right? So basically, we all understand this conceptually that you could be in a retail store like an Ikea or something where you're going through and you keep adding stuff to your cart along the way. Well, what that's doing is for the Ikea store, the retailer is you're adding more products, which is more, uh, you know, more upsells, if you will, to your transaction, now, from an online perspective, be it e-commerce, SaaS, or that even that publishing website, there are ways to do this. 
And this software allows you to do this, which is very seamless. So you don't have to be a programmer. You can basically drag and drop which anybody who's done any work online now, even like a Microsoft Word document, you've dragged an image into a, into a document or, or used a spreadsheet, things like that. We've all familiar now with dragging and dropping and just adding some text into online documents. So it's done through a browser interface. So there's no coding skills. So for someone like me, that was a key function for us to grow our business. So like I said, we started a business from an idea. It was an e-commerce business. And then we grew it to seven figures in sales. It was chugging. It was doing well. And then this thing called the pandemic happened, which, <laughs> which really hurt our business and, and gave us a couple of good setbacks. But that's, a you know, there's a there's some amazing lessons in that process. And I made some mistakes along the way, which I knew I just didn't realize the severity of some of the stuff that kind of really put a, a dent in our business. But now that I've recognized that I'm clearly addressing that mistake. And as I now coach and advise other businesses on helping them get ready to sell or actually sell, I'm seeing them make the exact same mistakes that we made. And I'm trying to help them and I'm pleading with them, don't make this mistake. And so one thing I always tell people is, because a lot of people, it's a belief system. And I have this as well. It's like, I, I never knew I could sell this business, quite frankly. And then I met some people that were doing that. And I was utterly fascinated by that. And there's an entire industry. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. And we're talking businesses that are, again, less than 5 million. We're not talking the major things you see on the news all the time. These are businesses no one's ever heard of. Not no one, but the mainstream has not typically heard of these unless you're friends or you're associated with these types of businesses. And we're selling them from all over the world. Like the clients I'm working with right now on the M&A side, only a couple of them are in the United States. The rest of them are all over the world. They're in Europe, Eastern Europe. Central America, South America, and Asia. We're literally covering the world um, and even North America up in Canada that we're dealing with. So it's fascinating on many aspects because what I get to do now is I get to see the financials of the business because when you go to sell it, you have to have financials it's like an income statement or P&L, their balance sheet and all those things because a buyer is going to need to want to sell. They have to see those, right? So th- at that point, you have a more mature business to some degree. And it's utterly fascinating because then I'll start digging in. It's like, okay, I see your financials, I see your profitability, I see, or I see what's lacking. And then I start asking them the questions from the digital perspective that I know how to do at a very detailed level because I'm in the trenches on stuff about what are you doing to generate traffic and generate leads? And then how is your conversion? What's your conversion metrics? And how are you digging deep into each of these things? And every time these businesses that we're dealing with, again, are different niches. So they're not always e-commerce. They're SaaS businesses or they're just in a variety of businesses. That's, that's, that's so much fun right now, but they're making the same mistakes and I feel for them. And I'm like, I just, if they only knew how valuable what I'm trying to share with them, but I also understand when you're on the receiving end, someone above, like farther down the path is trying to help you. And you may understand you're like, okay, but then the reaction is, oh my Lord, it's so much work. I don't know what to do. And so then they get overwhelmed and then they start to do it and they don't really do it. And so it leads them to having less. Um, now it depends on where they're on that life cycle. If they're at a point where they're going to sell, then we have a focus goal to sell them. But if they're not quite there yet, I can definitely help them. And if they don't want to work with me, that's okay. Cause then I just give them some tips and advice and I can even point them in other directions because all the information is out there, but it is, it is work. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. This is the, the the fallacy you hear people saying is, oh, I have this passive income where I don't do anything and I get these checks in the mail all the time or checks in my bank account, deposits in my bank account. And that's really not true, in my opinion, in my experience, because you're going to have to do some level of work. 
Now, again, every business model is going to be different, but the ones who are going to, the other way, I guess, to define this is if you want to have any kind of sizable payout, because that's really when you're going to make the lion's share of the money is when you have an exit experience. Everybody dreams of that, right? And it is possible because I'm dealing with it right now. We have a closing tomorrow, as a matter of fact, for a business. It's a European-based business being bought by uh, a business, another business in Canada. And this was started during the pandemic. A young guy started it. And he's going to sell this thing for multi-six figures. So I'm just telling your visitors, it is possible. Mm -hmm. It is clearly possible. Now, it doesn't happen overnight. He has some unique skills that he was able to leverage and apply that allowed him to grow that. But anybody is capable of doing this. And I just, the big, the, maybe the, I'll leave it at this and then we can chat in various directions, but just to give people that inspiration is it is possible. That's the good news. Amazing. Uh, to tell anybody who's interested, we actually uh, met, Steve and I met through the Epic Network and that's a network with um, um, experts who strive to help people with uh, M&A deals and now, before we move on to the growth part, I just wanted to ask you, uh, in this specific deal that you just mentioned, did you use your marketing skills to change anything or are you only working on the uh, strategy and selling side of the business? Um, in this specific case, great question. In this specific one, it's just the strategy. It's just the M&A side because the seller had got it to a certain spot. Now, but this is a good point, though. I'm glad you asked this question. I, because again, I, I mentioned a minute ago, I get to see all the financials and I get to see the business model. I see the margins he has in the business. So this is e-commerce. So you're clearly going to have a cost of goods sold where you have a physical product that he's got to pay, have it manufactured, shipped to a warehouse, et cetera. And then he's selling it retail or on the internet, on his website for a, a revenue, you know, higher price point. And then he's using advertising to get attract eyeballs or to get visibility to market his business. And so those are just the sheer numbers of the business. And I know a lot of times when I start working with people, I'll say, you know, it's just, this is just math at the end of the day. And it, a lot of times people like immediately go, oh, they, they get that skin crawling because they say, I'm not, I don't like math. Math doesn't like me. And so I'm like, you have to stop. Anybody can do basic arithmetic and subtraction, a little bit of multiplication division. That's it. We're not talking calculus here. We're not talking advanced formulas. It's just very, very simple. And he has good, very solid margins. And so the, 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 the little bit of a concept here is if, if I actually talked to my wife about this, I said, if we had enough capital laying around, because this is going to be a cash transaction at closing, I would have, I strongly was interested in buying it, but we are focusing on, there's only so much time in the day that I had to focus because I see the margins and I see exactly what he's not doing. And he's a smart guy. He's got it to this spot where he's still going to sell it for multi six figures, but he's also a young guy and he's very stressed right now because he's learning the deal of managing cash flow as well. So he, he's got to take the money he makes, he buys inventory, then he's got to he's got to do all of these things and he's doing a lot of it by himself. And I I lived that lesson, that experience. And it's not, it's very stressful at times. So I get it. So that's why he wants to sell. So at that point, we're just going to sell it. And then I don't have the time. So me, I'd have to shift my attention again, but it's one of those ones. And this is the, the value of what I'm seeing now because I get to see all that data and he has healthy margins and I can see what he's not doing from the advertising and marketing perspective, even though he knows what he, he knows what he's doing. He's very, he's very solid, but he doesn't know he's that little bit he's missing. So he can really step on the gas, but he's not. And that's okay. That's okay. So Steve, if, uh, if 
you were to help this guy theoretically mm-hmm. and without yep. throwing too many gold nuggets for free of course but what would you do some of the things that you would do to turn around the, this company from a marketing perspective marketing is well yeah well the first thing i would do is the way he's running his ads are actually working this is the key thing is there's there's always more than one way to do something that's the benefit about this stuff right so he is what he's doing has been working just fine but he's also not the, it's the way he's running his paid ads, right? He's just doing it a certain, and I'm fine with what he's doing. Cause again, it's working. I would tell him, keep doing that. Assuming he had enough inventory. Now he's got the challenge cause he's a young guy. So he lacks some working capital. So I also have sources in my network to people who would potentially do this. And I consider doing this again, going back to my comment earlier, I said, my wife, we should maybe consider buying this. But I would probably also bring on a partner or two for additional capital because my mindset would be, I want to buy a bunch of inventory and really step up on the gas in this thing because you could turn this into a, buy it for six figures and sell it for seven figures in the next 18 to 24 months. It is 100% possible because the ma- the margins are all there. There's enough stuff there. Now, that's my confidence level. I don't know if that would happen, but that's based on what I know. I feel very strongly. So let's say I didn't sell it for seven figures. I know I could double the business. That is not a concern at all right now. So I would take what he's doing and I would just do a little bit more and I'd be more aggressive is the bottom line. And yeah, I could ramble on more about that, but that's the biggest thing. And then I would also just buy, raise a little bit of capital or I've got some partners, some people in my network that I would just bring on as a partner. I would say, you know, show them the whole thing and say, if you had an extra sum of money. Here's the plan. We're going to buy this. We're going to order this inventory. So we ship it in the warehouse and then we can step on the gas, take that money that we're going to make and just reinvest in the business and keep doing that for a set period of 12 to 20 or 18 months. And then we're going to get it ready to sell. That is the whole goal of walking the door is to buy it, grow it and sell it. That is it. Mm-hmm. If you have that mindset going in, then it can be done. And again, he's got the foundation laid. So he's not starting from zero. And that is something in this specific instance. Yes. So, so this is what you can do. Yeah, exactly. In, in such a, an instance, what are some other instances in which you can help a company grow to exit? Great. Another great question. So it doesn't matter if it's e-commerce, it could be a SaaS business, which is either going to be a software or a subscription business, or it can be even a coaching type business, right? The other mistake I see people make over and over again is they don't know their numbers. Again, it ties back to this math where people just cringe and I feel for them because I, I understand this, but there's a, there's a, the process you have to think about. And there's three questions, four questions I really ask every business owner. And these are this is the nuggets I will clearly share with your audience because it's critical for them to know these. And if they don't know these, if this is the only takeaway they they get out of this uh, podcast, then this is going to be this is going to serve them very well. The first question is what does it cost you down to the euro, down to the uh, the dollar, whatever currency you're using to acquire a lead? which a lead is defined as either an email and or an SMS or both. You can just to say email for the sake of this conversation. What does it cost you down to the euro or dollar to acquire a lead? Yeah, we're not talking about uh, uh, lead uh, like emails that you can buy in bulk. Like these are emails that are actually interested in your business. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Zarina, because that is critical. You do not want to go buy lists. Those have been resold many times and those are not your ideal buyers because that, oh, it's such a great question you, or point you brought up because people make that mistake because they're thinking short term. When you're in business, or you, whether you're, even if you're starting out, if people are listening and they're just starting out, I strongly encourage people to pick something you have an interest in. And why that's so important is in six months from now, I can guarantee you two things are going to happen. 
Life is going to change on your end. You're going to get an obstacle. Something is going to come up that you don't know about yet. And it's going to be a roadblock and you're going to get frustrated. And if you don't have an interest in the niche or the business that you've started, you're going to give up and a shiny object is going to present itself and you're going to change directions. And what you've lost is time. Now, granted, you're going to learn some things, but you've lost time. So you may have built all this momentum and then you're going to give it away, you know, start again, right? It's like that you're pushing that boulder up the hill and you want to stop and let it roll back down. And you're going to go back down and push it back up. And you're not even getting halfway to the top. And yet we've all made that mistake. I've made that mistake. I have as well. I have right. as well. Before I started the businesses yeah. that I'm doing now, I've made this mistake. Yes. As well. It's human nature, though. It's human yeah. nature, right? So, that, okay. So the first question is, what is your cost to leave? The second question is, what is your cost to acquire a customer down to the euro or dollar? Okay. The third, the third question is, what is your average transaction value? For that initial transaction, you get someone to actually pull their credit card or their debit card out or however they're paying you and make an initial sale, right? You have to make an initial sale. What is that average? So if you have one, well, that's kind of not an average. You need to have enough of them to say, okay, well, my average sale is this, whatever that number is for your business, right? That's the third question. And the last one is probably the most important one, but they all, all are important because they all tie together. The last one is what is your lifetime value for that customer? And those are the questions when I ask business owners that it's staggering to me. And we've worked with business owners in, in this M&A side that are very intelligent people, people who have MBAs from the most prestigious universities in the world, and they've gotten into an online business and they don't know the answer to these questions. And it's been, I cannot stress to you, your listeners, how eye-opening and jaw-dropping that experience was for me. I'm like, how did these people not know this? but they didn't know what they didn't know. And then they knew some of those, but then the way they were coming about it, they were just overthinking it to death. I mean, there's, you're taking a sledgehammer and you're trying to kill this fly on the, on the ground that's already dead. And you're missing and you're missing it. That's the other thing that they're just overthinking this to death. They're like drawing out this whole diagram about how I pick the sledgehammer up and then knock this and get this fly. It's like, just take the fly swatter. Right? Well, look, I, I can answer this because I'm also guilty of this. I also have an MBA and I have uh, worked in finance and strategy. I've worked with all these KPIs on all kinds of levels. And I can tell you that I'm guilty of not knowing my numbers myself. And the reason in my view is that as an entrepreneur, you're juggling with way too many things. And this is not just one of the most important things on the top of your mind. You think there's so many... Yeah. Uh, things that are more important, like to make the actual sale, to make the contact, to create the content, to work with the customer. Yeah. So knowing these numbers, I mean, in my mind, at least, is not so important, but apparently it is. <laughs> it's, it, it, here's why it's critical, Israel. I'm glad you brought mm -hmm. this up. This is such a key thing about any business, and it doesn't matter what business you're in. Once you know these numbers, I can guarantee you, because you, you need to know these numbers like front to back. You need to have... You have to do all those things, create the content, create, you have to get that stuff. And that's the hard stuff, right? But once you get that little bit of momentum, it doesn't take a lot. You will shift your attention on how you focus your time to grow your business. I guarantee it. I've seen, I experienced this myself. Once I, I, had, I was using a spreadsheet, once I laid these numbers out and everything was on a spreadsheet in front of me, I was like, I had that light bulb moment. I'm like, I get it now. So now I need to focus on this number right here. Now, what do I need to do to get to that number? Because if I if that number goes above this, then I'm, then that's not good, right? Then I know that the rest of the wheel is not the rest of the machine is not going to work. Now I can fix the machine if I do the things going back to the lifetime value. They being the most important. So if I know that my cost to acquire a lead is this, 
my initial transaction is this, my my lifetime value is this great. I'm sorry, my initial transaction value is this. But if I don't know my lifetime value, that you're stuck in that. But then it's like, okay, well, if I don't, if I know that, but these other numbers are kind of out of whack, well, how can I grow that lifetime value? Because you're going to shift. Again, you're looking at those numbers because guess what's going to happen is if you increase, to give your listeners some raw numbers here. So let's just use an e-commerce as a basic, basic example. You can apply this to anything if you think about it, right? So if my cost to acquire a lead, let's say it's five US or five euros, it's round numbers, right? That's nothing. And that's about it. You can get them for cheaper, but that's a, that's a reasonable number. If you can get it for that cost, that's okay, right? So then if your cost to acquire a customer where they've actually paid you is 30. So the five is already included in that 30. So let's not worry about that. It's a separate number. It's kind of buried in there, right? So it's $30 to acquire an actual customer for them to give you money, right? If your initial transaction uh, um, amount is, let's say, 50 US or 50 euros, okay, well, now there's 20 euros or dollars left over. Okay, great. That's your gross margin at that point. Now, this is where your MBA is going to come in, right? Yeah, okay, I've got gross margin. Now, what other costs do I have in there, right? Do I have in there to run my business? Well, there's going to be a whole bunch of other things. You got to keep the lights on, all those things, right? You got to pay yourself. You got to do those things. But even then, you're looking at, okay, those are the raw numbers, right? But let's, let's just put your gross margin. Now, if you know that you can sell that, now you've got a relationship with a customer, right? Now we've established a relationship and we're talking, right? So the chances of us talking again or potentially doing other business again is higher than it was two weeks ago because we didn't know each other, right? Or in that situation, a person doesn't know you from Adam. If you're advertising, they come across something and you're demonstrating, I can solve your your challenge, your pain, whatever that is. And I've got a product or service and you demonstrate that it can solve that pain that they're in right now or that challenge, that frustration there. And your service is competitively priced. All those things are, that's all the marketing on the front end. But once they come in there, you then want to be able to have additional services you can sell them. Now, if it's a coaching business, there may be a one-time initial coaching thing, but obviously- you're typically not going to fix things in like one session, right? It's going to be multiple sessions and it's going to be a little bit of a longer term. So in a coaching business, it may land for many months. Let's say in a coaching business, you have an initial transaction value of, I'm going to make these numbers up, um, 500 US or 1,000 US or 1,000 euros, whatever that is, right? You can fix a lot of stuff in that time frame, but if they really have that goal of getting the business ready to sell, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. Now, it depends on the on where that, the, now there's a whole bunch of stuff. Where's this person at in their business? Where's their life cycle? What's their experience? What are some of the nuances that they have? Maybe they're lacking. Now, You're whether, talking I, about selling the business again, or? Se- yeah, now I'm, I'm jumping yeah. to the, I jumped ahead to selling, uh-huh. but I want to give people the context, right? So this is a sequential mm-hmm. process, right? Okay. But but it starts down here. Hang on one second. Yeah, yeah, take your time. But it starts at the bottom because you need to know your cost per lead, your cost to acquire a customer and then your initial transaction value, right? You need to know those numbers because that's the foundation of all the other numbers, which is going to lead to profitability. So at the end of the day, when you have you, you have that lifetime value, and let's even just say e-commerce, because I've used this in our business, right? So if I go back to my example of if it's $30 to acquire a customer, $50 for an initial transaction, but my lifetime value, because let's say I've got a subscription service, is $300, well, now it's simple math. If I know that that customer is worth $300 over a period of time, let's say one year time period, right? If that customer is worth $300 and it cost me 30 to acquire that customer, I would spend as much money as humanly possible that my business would, the business wouldn't shake and fall apart at that point to get as many customers as possible. Because I know statistically, just the math alone, 300 minus 30 is a lot of money. There's 270 US dollars or euros left in there, right? So that's plenty of margin. Now, if you do that many times over, you've got a very nice profitable business. And if you ever choose to sell it, 
that margin is going to back out into profitability, which will then like sell the business for what's called a multiple. Now that's a little bit farther down the path, but that's why those numbers are so critical on the front end for your, your the business owner to know those. So whether it's e-commerce, SaaS, or coaching, it doesn't matter. You need to know those numbers because as you brought up a minute ago, you didn't know those. And it's not, you're not alone, Serena. No, most people I talk to don't look at their business this way. And maybe it's just because I'm analytical, but it all relates. If you think about this, right? Absolutely. You've got your MBA, yeah. so you mm -hmm. understand that. But I guarantee if you track those numbers and establish those KPIs and you knew what those numbers were, you will you're able you will then able to do two things. You will never you'll think about your business completely different. I guarantee that. And on top of that, if these numbers kind of get out of whack, so let's go back to my example. Instead of being $30 to acquire a customer, let's say it's $70 to acquire, and my initial transaction is 50. Well, now I'm losing $20, right? I'm like, oh my God, I'm panicking. However, if I know that it's still worth 300 I don't care. There's a little bit of cash I'm going to have to float until that $300 is going to come back because if it's a subscription service, they're going to be now in a monthly continuity. Mm -hmm. Within two or three months, that money is going to come back and I'm going to make it back. So I have plenty of colleagues that I work with. They know going into, they're going to lose money on the initial transaction because their entire goal is what I just described. They're trying to get as many customers as possible because they know all their numbers. They know within two and a half months, Typically within six to 10 weeks, they get all that money back and now they're profitable. So anything after that is all profit, but you have to establish all those numbers ahead of time to make sure you can get that. That again, when you get to that point and that's what you should be shooting for. But when you get to that level, you will never look at your business the same way because now it literally looks as a, it's, it becomes a machine. Now it's mm -hmm. easier. We're talking about this at a very high level. I'm fully aware that there's a lot of moving parts underneath there things break, you're dealing with clients, if you're doing coaching, or even if you're doing e-commerce, you're going to have customers who didn't get their product, all those little things come on up. And those are the things you're juggling a lot of balls in the air. So I get it. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks very much for the nuggets. So tell us now about uh, Click uh, Funnel. Click Funnels, yeah. How, yeah. how does this fit into the whole picture? Do you use it now to help clients or how can people even use it on their own or yes exactly oh it's such a, big, a great big, question because you you can you show us the awards the record award and yeah, tell sure. us what this is all about yeah. yeah so this is an award so what they do here is they're very smart the gentlemen who started this are very smart marketers they're you know they're business people as well but they're marketers and now they have this software so this software is a business like i said a minute ago it allows you to create what's called a landing page and a sales funnel which means it allows you to capture their email address, which you know I talked about a minute ago. You have to know what those costs are to acquire that lead. And what they do then in this with this software is anybody can use it. You can drag and drop. I don't care who you are. You can drag and drop. And then what you create is a sales funnel. So what will happen is you'll generate some kind of activity, whether it's paid ads or some kind of social media post, whatever it is. Somebody clicks and gets to your landing page, right? You then want to capture their information. This is a lead. Let's let's talk about this from an email perspective. And typically, you'll do something like give them a free, some kind of free giveaway, whether it's a free video training, a free PDF, or free cheat sheet, whatever. Something that's got to be enticing that's going to lead to solving the problem, which leads into your product or service, right? It's kind of straightforward when you think about that. Then you hopefully have a transaction where somebody pulls their card, you know, their, their, their debit or their credit card out, and they make a transaction. After that tr initial transaction is done, what this software does an amazing job at doing is al it allows you to do what's called a one-click upsell. And these are the, to the classic, and now I think enough, you know, probably your listeners have already experienced this on the buying side. When you're done with that transaction, it's, there's another page that says, wait a second, I've got another special offer for you, which ties in directly to what you just purchased. So depending upon what your product or service is, this is going to be an add-on element. 
It's not that they isn't need the it. Market, isn't the market already getting tired of this model? I'm just wondering because it, it at some point it was inundated with these kind of offers. Absolutely not. Oh my God, no. No, Absolutely really? Not. Oh, wow. That will okay. ne- it will never go away because this type of this type of selling has been going on forever, Serena, and it will it will always be there. Now, here's the here's the key thing though, is you have to this all ties together, right? So you have to know your customer at a very detailed level, like what are you solving for them, right? And then they're what they're doing is that when you're initially having a transaction that you're taking your customer through a transformational value. That's really when you think about it from that perspective. So when we had an e-commerce business, we had a physical product we were selling, which was solving a pain point for our customers. And we were hoping to transform them from being in pain to literally out of pain. That was truly it, right? So it doesn't matter whether what business you have, right? Or you're providing a service, which is adding value. So you're, you're taking them in a transformational process. In that journey, there's going to be other challenges that they're going to have to get them even to a higher, to, to either a place faster or to a place even better, right? That's where you need to know your customer very, very deep level, and which is another mistake people make, right? And there's a lot of tools, which we can talk about in a minute here, um, in terms of getting, allowing you to do a very, very deep level understanding of your customer and what pain points they have, because that's where you go back to allowing you to build a lifetime value as much as possible so you can increase that transactional value with the customer. Now, you're not going to get all your customers are not going to be your best customers. That's just the way it works, and that's okay. But enough of them do that, that's going to allow the math to work earlier. Now, tie this back into ClickFunnels. What this software does is it allows me, as a guy who is not a coder, to create what's called these one-click upsells. So here's the power of this. is Somebody comes in, they put their debit card, put their credit card, and they make a transaction. You then, because you know enough about their challenges their pain points you make them a special additional offer now a lot of times in e-commerce what shockingly works very well i just bought this pen and now i'm going to offer you another pen at a different color like you just bought this yellow pen but do you want this pink one or do you want this blue one and it's the same thing but man you just think what you can do with this extra color so you're offering them something and they're going to say sure a percentage of them will say sure so then they click a button it's called the one click upsell so what happens is this is the technical thing that you don't have to worry about all you have to do is build the page out with some images, maybe a video, however you do this, but you have to demonstrate again, this is a value to you. And I'm going to give you, so for example, let's choose two, says, I've got my yellow pen here, my yellow highlighter that I just bought, right? Now the transaction's done, the person going through and say, wait a second, would you like this pink one? Because there's times when you just highlight something in yellow, but there's a different topic. And you really want something different. This is going to solve that for you. This pink highlighter will now solve that for you. I got a special discount for you right now. If you buy this right now, you're going to get 20% off or whatever you choose to do. And this is where you have to test this. So, because if you go back to the website by the pink, it's going to be more expensive. So buy it right now. And and then if you present it the right way, people will just click the button and then their card gets charged again, right? So that's how this works. And that's now, so in this example, let's just say I sold this for 30 and I just make these numbers up. This is 30 US or 30 euros. And this normally is also 30. Well, I'm going to give a discount for five, $5 or five euros off. So now I just, and if you take me up on that, I just increase our initial transaction from 30 to 55. And that's it. And the card gets charged and that software allows the layman, the average person to do this with just drag and drop, right? And this is, gets into some nuances around how to do all this stuff, but that's how anybody can do this. And this is what we did with our business. So what, now tying back to the, the award that I got, with this software, they're very brilliant about doing this. You go to have a yearly event. And so what they do is they give out this award called the Two Comma Club Award, where they give it this plaque. It kind of looks like a Grammy. It's pla- And it's a beautiful award. You hang it on your wall and you're very proud of it because you put a lot of work and a lot of sweat and a lot of tears into getting that. 
and they actually call your name and you walk across stage and they give it to you just like you're going through a university or some type of program and you're getting that award in front of or the all Oscars. Of your peers. Or the Oscars, quite <laughs> it's the same thing as the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm when I got my award, I mean, literally, I didn't think I was gonna be almost this emotional, but it's so surreal. There's four thousand people in the audience and they call your name and you're walking up now. Granted, they're going kind of fast, but you have your moment just like the Oscars. You have your moment of time, they take a picture of you, and then you walk off stage. But then you, you know, they mail you the plaque and so you get it, right? So it's off the screen here. Otherwise, I'd grab it, but I don't want to get to But I was, I turned my so, camera so, off. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's the story. I saw it. I saw yeah. it. So okay, I can right. testify for, the, for its existence. But what is, right. what is it for? What does it award you for? What did so you do gr- to get it? What I did to do it was using that software, you have to generate at least, it's a, it's called the two comma club, right? So if you do them, if you're looking at math, for you to get to $1 million in sales, you have two commas in a million. You have one comma, zero, 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 comma, zero, zero, zero. So we did over $1 million in sales using their software. So we had an e-commerce business that we started from an idea and we grew it to do seven figures in sales. And that software was a critical piece to that puzzle for us to get in there. Because like I just described to you with the, the selling, we sold this one, then we sold this one, right? And mm-hmm. that was a piece, that whole process I talked about was growing that initial transaction value and then trying to grow that lifetime value. I did all that stuff. I learned that the hard way and I still made a ton of mistakes. <laughs> I mean, a lot of mistakes along the way. But now I know how to do it looking back. And now I'm we're rebuilding our business back up and all the pandemic hurt us. And that's a whole other whole conversation. But as I mentioned earlier, is now I'm, I'm working on the M&A side as I'm helping these businesses that actually have gotten to a certain spot. And a lot of businesses are not using that software. You don't have to use that business, that software to get to a, a point where you're going to sell your business. You can still sell your business for six figures. That's fine. There's many ways to do this, right? But that software has allowed me to work. I'm very... I'm very biased towards it because I know how, and of course I know how to use it, but I also know the power of it because it ties back to those questions I said earlier. If I can increase my average transaction value. So somebody coming in the door, like I just said, instead of spending 30 US or 30 euros, I got that to be 55. Well, guess what? Now I'm a little guy and I can compete with the big guys. And this is exactly what happened in our business. So here's, here's a story your listeners will love. I'm a guy sitting in my laptop. In 2018, my wife and I had a good year. Our business was growing. It was scrambling. My wife and I were literally traveling the world. Like we were living that kind of dream lifestyle. We did three trips to Asia and two trips to Europe all in 2018. Our business grew during that time frame, right? And why? I'm a guy sitting on my laptop running ads on it and using ClickFunnels to grow our business, right? Now, here's what's funny is I'm sitting, my wife and I are sitting uh, at home one night. Well, we're actually at some relatives and we're watching, you know, the TV was on the background and there's a competitor of ours. It basically was selling a very competing product in the evening, which is prime time television. So I don't care where you are in the world. When an advertiser is paying for advertising between the hours of 7 p.m. and 10 p.m., that is called prime time. That's when you're going to get the most eyeballs, right? No matter what your channel is, it doesn't matter. That's the most expensive form of advertising right now. And it's been that way and it'll stay that way for a long time, right? One of our top competitors was doing prime time television ads on a very large you know, television network in the United States. And I sat there and it hit me all at once. I'm like, oh my Lord, that's one of our competitors. And we are competing with them. Why? Because I knew how to do all this stuff. And I had that software, but I was just running ads and I was growing my business. Now, granted, I'm not, we weren't as big as they are. There was no close to that. However, I'm a little piece that just proved to me that we can, I can now compete with that big guy because I'm able to do things on a much smaller scale. But this goes back to what I said earlier. Anybody can do this in terms of growing a business to a spot and you can sell it if you choose to. 
So whether you're choosing to start, if you're st just starting out or you got some momentum going, what I'm going to encourage your listeners to think about as well is they should be thinking, I got to get my business up, get my business structured so I can sell it. Whether you choose to or not is irrelevant, but I stress and I plead to you, please start thinking that way because here's what's going to happen. Three years from now, you're not going to know what's going to be coming at you in life and you may need to sell that business. And we're dealing with some of that right now with some on the M&A side. Something happens in the person's life and they have to sell the business because a life event has happened and they just need, I need to get rid of this thing. I need to sell this today. Can you get me, what can you get for my business? That's the other reason. And that was from our perspective, I, nobody envisioned this pandemic coming, right? And we actually had thought about selling it. We chose, I chose not to, and it was a major mistake, but those are, those are decisions you make at a point in time and things happen. And now you have to adjust and relearn. But what I can't, take away that, that I keep, you know, that is what it is, but I can't take away what I've learned. Right. So now I just have to apply the knowledge and share it with other people like I'm doing here with you. And as I'm coaching and advising people to share with them, don't make these mistakes. And if you're struggling with, with how to fix these things, I would encourage people to hire, to find and seek out some coaching, either an individual coach or some type of mentorship or some type of mastermind group that are people that are doing things exactly where you want to grow. You're going to be like the little guy in the room and that's okay. That's the room that I want to be in. I want to be the guy that I'm the dumbest guy in the room. I'm the guy making the least amount of money because I will always learn something from those people. And that's what I've tried to do in my career is I've kept up leveling my game. Now you're going to outgrow things along the way, but that's just life, right? So anyway, hopefully that was a long diatribe by me. And that, oh, was, that was really interesting. That was really interesting. And you tied it really nicely together, everything mm -hmm. that you're doing. Did you say you're now um, reviving the business that was not doing well during the pandemic, or did you sell it? I did. Yeah, no, we 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 chose not to, and then because not we're selling, e yeah, we we cut a uh, long story, but because we have an e-commerce, we have a physical product, we have to get we have to get physical product in our warehouse. We've had some challenges now with our manufacturer, who unfortunately is in Asia; they're in China. So now I'm looking at readdressing. I got to find a new supplier, yeah. and all those types of things that come into that. But that's. That's a whole separate conversation. And so we may start shifting some of the products that we'll sell. But right now, we have some things we know works. And I know exactly what to do to get it right back to where it was. Uh, it just takes some work and, and you know, a little bit of focus. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Steve, for all the golden nuggets that you gave us. It was a very comprehensive advice. Where can people find you for all the services that you provide? Well, I have a special offer for your group, Serena, if they, yeah. if they want to take mm -hmm. me up on that. So they can go to SKRP Media. That's S-K, Sam, Kilo, Robert, Paul, SKRP Media, all one word, mm -hmm. dot com slash Zarina. And what I'll okay. do for your listeners is I will give them a free 30-minute call. I'll, I'll ask them. You know, I'm going to ask a few questions on the front end, but then I'll just have them if they want to take me up on that. In that 30 minutes, I can kind of share a few things. If they want to engage in some deeper stuff, we can do that. But that's what I can do for your listeners if that's something that they would find of value. Wonderful. I will um, list the, the email link below um, the description box. So guys, do take this opportunity. Steve is amazing. I, uh, he spared almost an hour with me talking about my strategy for the other platform, Heal and Learn. So I'm super, super grateful. Thank you, Steve, for the lovely conversation. Hope to have you back again. <laughs> Hopefully you, with would, more M&A deals to share. <laughs> I will. I would love to come back. If you, whenever your schedule permits, if you want, just we can reach out and do this again. I would enjoy that. Amazing. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.